0: Aloysius told her, after she said, you're called to not say anything. Mm. So she stood there silently looking at him and he finally said, I'll do it and it'll be done well. And that's what happened. And she rang me to say the launch had gone really well and about six months later she got a promotion. So that's Aloysius. Mm. Call on him in difficult circumstances. The other one I want to mention to you is Angel Florence. F-L-O-R-E-N-S. And she's the angel for friendship. And unity so she's very good with your children or your parents or if you're having people to dinner and there's just a mixture of types or you're having a meeting I always call on her when I'm working in the corporate world and there's a whole team I'm working with a leadership mm-hmm. team because they're very political often mm-hmm. and she gets people to somehow connect with something like themselves in the other person they don't normally get on with um. you got to accentuate eat the positive Whoa, i bigger bit of feel good goes on long way.
1: You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything
0: else?
1: Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. And, Angelic, welcome to you all today. I have the beautiful Kate Raymond with me, the angel lady. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you. I'm really delighted to be here. And please remember, if you're liking our conversations, to share the shows and press the subscribe button and the bell for notifications. Or if you're on any of the audio platforms, share the love and leave a comment. I always love hearing from you. Now, Kate and I <laughs> have known each other. <laughs> just, just, Kate and I have known each other for a long time. I met Kate. Oh, gee, how many years ago, darling? It's one got to be at least twenty. At least twenty years ago, through the Academy of Light, which I ended up facilitating with Rosemary and John Butterworth, and we used to gather every Monday night, and we'd have a meditation and a guest speaker, and some cups of tea and biscuits and chats and meet lovely people. It was a small, small gathering. I think the biggest gathering we had in those days was about 30 people. We'd have about a dozen of us most Monday nights, wouldn't we?
0: We did. And it was just a delight to see everyone. And everyone was on the same page. And we all incorporated, incorporated the invisible world into our world. It was, it was loving to be there. Yeah,
1: You know, back then I was in my 30s and most everyone in the group was 50 plus. And uh, instead of being out at the disco, you know, raving it up with my generation, here I was hanging out with these older people. I was not one of them. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You being one of the youngest, of course, darling. (laughs) I was in my late 30s. So, um, yeah, I remember one night I was facilitating a meditation and everyone was asleep. like this and i looked around and i thought what am i doing here all these old people who are asleep (laughs) i should be with my generation but to tell you the truth in those days it was the only conversation i found that you know like in in that spiritual conversation my generation were not having it today it's different there are so many people in their 20s and 30s that are loving this stuff but back then i couldn't find people of my generation wanting to have this conversation so anyway we had lots of fun let me read your bio because Kate's had an extraordinary life. Kate Raymond worked as a strategist change agent, mentor and coach in the corporate world for many years. She held executive positions in two multinationals before founding Shine International, a strategic consulting group based in Sydney and operating internationally. She has a BA from the University of Washington, Seattle and an MBA from the University of New South Wales. As a corporate strategist, Her life was profoundly changed by meeting a group of angels in 1996. Never considering herself an artist, Kate began to paint with these angelic beings as they taught her how to commune and co-create with them. Kate is now an angel communicator who receives words and paintings and from her heart-centered knowing she shares what she receives from the angelic realms. Her paintings are all in watercolour and her style is spiritually inspired realism. Each angelic embeds their frequency into the paintings as they are being created. When we look upon these sacred embodiments, our hearts are drawn to the frequency of the angels we need. Kate has had three exhibitions of her paintings in Sydney and in Melbourne. Kate has been teaching angelic wisdom and sharing their knowledge since 2003, and she works with a specific group of angels who call themselves the Angelic Choir. She's been teaching in the US, UK, France and Australia and conducted a seven day angel workshop at Findhorn, which is an amazing place in Scotland for people from all who came from all over the world. Kate does angel consultations where you can bring your questions for the angels and she'll communicate their messages and answers for you. She currently posts on Facebook and Instagram, the knowledge the angels bring to help us live our very best life at home and in the workplace in good times and in bad you can find kate's website at kateraymond.com which is spelt k-a-y-t-r-a-y-m-o-n dot com m-o-n-d dot com sorry m-o-n-d dot com thank you for correcting me <laughs> I got through that with only one mistake uh, right so let's hear about how they connected with you because by the time i met you you uh well actually yeah, they would have just been connecting with you back then. Mm. Uh, no, hang on, you met them in 96, so you'd already been talking to them. What happened when they well, came through?
0: Well, I'd been running this very big project in the Barrier Reef with 70 organisations involved, and I was the chairperson and strategist to bring them together to create a plan for the Barrier Reef. Now, the, it was a fabulous job, but what I was experiencing you know, going up to this great location and having such an interesting job was I was yearning for something more. Mm. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I didn't have it in my life. Mm. Um, and so I had dinner one night with a friend who ran the Great Barrier for Marine Park Authority and said, just question me till I find out what this yearning is. And finally, you know, at the end of dinner, I said... You know, as a child and teenager, I had a connection with divine source, God, whatever you want to call it, that's what's missing. I, I need that in my life again. But I didn't know how to make the connection. So I thought, well, you know, you hear these wonderful stories about how people go to bookshops and there's the book open on the floor, you know, and there's a message. So I would go to bookshops. I didn't look on the shelves. I looked on the floor, first of all, to see if there was a message and it didn't happen. And then finally, one day I was prompted to go down to Balmoral Beach because I love walking there. And I, I thought, oh, I'll just pop in on Daryl, a friend of, I think you know too, Daryl Gunter, yeah. a public prosecutor and spiritual healer. healer.
1: Yeah. Great and,
0: combination. Yeah. And so um, he said, oh, come and have a cup of tea. It's lovely you're here. And we were talking, and he said, "You know, I've got a, I've got an intuition for you." And um, I said, "Okay, what is it?" And he said, "You should meet my friend Susan." And I was like, "That's it." <laughs> and he said, "Yes." I said, "Well, where does Susan live?" And and he said, uh, "In the Blue Mountains." Ah, oh, don't go that far for my holidays, you know. <laughs> anyway, you know, we call it an angel arrangement. Susan arrived, and. Um, she had been in Sydney. She was calling in in twenty minutes for a cup of tea, and we met and we were talking. And so there was her, her young son Daryl, and myself. Now you know, I wish you straight corporate. You know, you padded shoulders, you gold buttons, you take me seriously. I've got a solution for you, kind of girl. And I'm a she, yeah, that's, strategist. Yes, Don't exactly. Don't mess with me. Don't get <laughs> any of that woo-woo right. crap. That's <laughs> right. And she said, Cassandra would like to speak to you. And I thought, oh. oh. And I looked at Daryl, I said, look, with respect, who's Cassandra? She said, oh, Cassandra's an angel I channel. And I looked at Daryl like, please, no. And he was like, she's fine, she's okay. And I was like, so I was respectful, but just, I was extremely cynical. And um, so she explained she was a trans medium Mm. and that Angel Cassandra wanted to speak to me. And I said, look, I I don't think I'm good enough as a person, for an angel to want to speak to me. Wow. I just think in comparison to what I need to be, that I'm a bad person. Wow. And God knows where that came from. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Interesting, interesting, isn't it? A lot of us feel
1: like that, but it brought it up. We don't know we feel like that sometimes. That's right.
0: That's what it brought up for me. So Mm -hmm. she said, well, finally she convinced me this um, angel wanted to speak to me. And so I said, look, if I did this, how would I do it? And she said, oh, you'd drive up to the mountains, you'd bring your list of questions and a tape with you. Back then it was a tape. Right? Yeah. And I said, well, look, give me your number. And there was part of me going, oh, this is the how this woman gets her sessions. You know, I was sort of really extremely cynical. Cynical. And I thought about it for a few days and then I thought, look, I've been yearning for something more in my life. This is an adventure. Think of mm. it that way. And Mm. the other thing I didn't understand at the time was that yearning had been issuing an invitation to the angels to make contact. And I didn't Mm. understand that at Mm. that time. Mm. So I went up to the mountains and this being came into Susan's body to speak to me. Oh, and the thing that twigged it for me was that uh, Susan said... You know when you're speaking to the angel i've left my body and i can't hear what you're saying and in the corporate world confidentiality is very important right and i thought oh so i get confidentiality and that's what turned it the key for me that i would have privacy talking to this angel so off i went to the mountains and So Susan's sitting opposite me and I'm not sure what to do. And she says, look, just turn the tape on when she speaks to you. And I went, oh, okay, right. So this very different voice, you know, like an older seer with an Aussie accent, believe this or not. Apparently, the angel changes the accent for whatever, you know, country she's in, talking to the people. And um, so she said, we come to you in love, light, and truth this day. Is it acceptable to you? And I was really shocked to be treated with such respect and accord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, "Um, yes, you know. And then she said, we know you have some questions, but we would like to address the energy you are at this point in time. Okay, whatever that means. And then she gave me a readout in percentages of the health of each of my bodies, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Right. So in some I got 98 and so on, and some I got... And the lowest one, the lowest score was in the mental body. And I had been quite negative back then right. in comparison to how I am now. Okay. And that, I heard that as truth. I thought, that's correct. That's truthful. Right. And then she went on to answer my questions after that. The the most important question um, I had at the time, whatever it was, I didn't ask her because I thought... I'd like to form a relationship with this thing. I don't think I'll ask her the most important (laughs) question, Of the things we decided, so ridiculous. Anyway, I drove back to Sydney, or she told me to go and sit in the sunshine somewhere and just let the session integrate because I'd had an hour and a quarter of divine light at my physical body for that time, and my body would have been affected. So to sit, and I remember sitting on a log watching the ants play around the grasses you know as i did what she told me to do and then i drove back down to sydney and what i became aware of as i watched the white clouds and the cobalt sky was i didn't feel alone anymore and that yearning had gone
1: wow so
0: somehow the truth of the experience spoke to my heart yearning and said it's okay angels are from god so that's (laughs) That's how i (laughs)
1: still
0: Now we're going to ball. Now you're all tearing. I <laughs> probably got mascara coming right oh now. My God! I, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, how beautiful! I oh, know we're never alone.
0: No, we aren't.
1: We're never alone. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs>
0: we'll get through it's this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't feel alone anymore. And then what? So you know, I went back to Sydney and I reflected on this. Oh, the one thing she said was, you know, you don't have to speak to Cassandra through this body, she said, poking Susan's body. Um, You can call on Cassandra and I'll come. And I thought, oh, that's a good system. And so I went back to Sydney, but at that time I was extremely independent and I was sort of, I'm fine by myself, thank you very much, even though you're an angel. And then when life got bumpy, I started to call on her. And what I found was that the things I asked help with, lucky breaks would happen, synchronicities would come together, solutions would arrive through other people. And I went, oh, so I can't see her, she's invisible, and she, and she helps, and then it all turns up in the physical. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. So that was my first understanding, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then I went back to talk with Cassandra through Susan a couple of times, about every six months. Right? And I'd started keeping a spiritual diary mm-hmm. of a night. I just note things. And I noticed that when I looked back through, there were sentences that I hadn't written. Mm. There were paragraphs I hadn't written, finally, whole pages I hadn't written or hadn't authored. And I thought well, oh, this is a bit odd so I went back to talk with Angel Cassandra through Susan and um, by then they'd helped me do all sorts of things they'd helped me solve illness they'd helped me in all sorts of ways and I say they because on one of these visits obviously there are a lot of angels in the room because you, you know you the air shimmers with excitement when there's a lot there and sometimes it sparkles And that's what it was doing. And I could tell there was a whole group of them there. And it was like they were saying, tell her this, ask her that. And um, Angel Cassandra in Susan's body turned her head and said, settle, settle. You know, like, (laughs) calm down, angels. I've got it handled here. (laughs) So one of these, you know, I said what came out of my mouth. And um, I think they channeled it through me. But I said, I feel such love for you all and such gratitude. I'd like to paint you. And she said, quick as a flash, and we could give you some words and it was be it would be a book. And I went, yes. I got out in the car afterwards and I thought, why did I say that? I can't paint. So then I thought, oh, well, uh, the best thing I can do is start lesson, But I was fretting about it. I knew it had to be in watercolour. And... Um, I had bought an angel painting from a woman who puts frequencies in with lots of layers of oil into paintings, right? So I found her, she phoned me up out of the blue because I'd been worrying about all this. And she didn't know what had been happening for me. And we went for lunch and she said, I have a message for you. And I went, oh, great. I thought, I wonder who we know in common. Oh, I wonder who we know in common. Angel, and- angel contact book. <laughs> exactly. So I thought, I got my pen out, you know, and my notepad, and she said, Archangel Michael said to stop fretting about the watercolour. There are three things you need to do. One, get to know the pigments and what ones put together make beautiful colours and what ones make mud. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. Number two, get in tune with us, pray, meditate, be in silence, walk in silence, get to communicate with us. I thought, yeah, I could do that. And then he said, number three, put those two things together and paint us. And Then the next day I had three calls. Someone phoned and said, I know someone who paints angels in watercolour. Someone else phoned and said, you yeah, know, there's an angel exhibition on somewhere in watercolours. And the third person said, I know an art store where you can get watercolours, very good quality, at good prices. And I thought, all right, enough already. I will go. So I went to the art store and there was a magazine with an advertisement for um, art lessons in a particular um, technique that I liked. And I rang the woman up and said, can I come and join your class and learn how to do your technique and do my subject matter? And she said, sure. What's your subject matter? And I said, angels. So that's how it started.
1: Wow. What a fabulous story. It is incredible how the angels just orchestrate everything. Isn't it like bang, 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 bang. It's like, okay, I get it. Enough All already.
0: Right. Okay. Enough already. Yeah. But, but- uh,
1: I guess, you know, having such a, Logical corporate strategy, strategist's mind. You really needed that that's you know—that push, I suppose, to like get it done. Otherwise, you would have said, "Nah, this is just making it up."
0: That's exactly right. Because if it had happened where they just simply where they presented themselves to me, you know, in the air and showed themselves, or they came in dreams, part of me would have gone, "Well, it's all very nice, thank you, but no, thank you." And this way, and they obviously knew that about me, and this way <laughs> it was impossible to ignore,
1: yeah, yeah, and the
0: thing that was really rang true to me was that angel Cassandra's voice when she spoke through Susan, as I said, it was a totally different voice the f- the sound of the frequency of truth in her tone I it I have never heard any human sound so truthful before or since and the truth in that turned the key to my heart.
1: Mm. I know sometimes when you hear channeling or when we channel it comes with such authority no messing around you know and um, comes with such knowing and authority yeah. And sometimes it can be very forceful. You know, I first when I was listening first to Esther's channeling the Abraham Collective, sometimes she'd be almost yelling because like the power of the of the energy frequency that comes through sometimes it kind of makes you raise your voice or yell because it's sort of so forceful.
0: It's forceful. Do you find that when you're channeling them sometimes? It's very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. It makes me think of uh, one woman came for an angel consultation and looking at her, I thought, whoa, she's not from here. She's an Mm angelic. Anyway, in the angel consultation, she had her questions, you know, and at one point Archangel Gabriel came in to my body and spoke to her, right? Big presence, big Mm. voice. Mm. And um, anyway, he said, you're an angel. You're one of my angels. And she went, oh, and she started crying. She said, I love you. And he said, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anyway, she asked him advice about her work and what she should do and so on. He, He gave her really lovely advice. And then finally, at the end, he went, good job. Well done. Keep on. <laughs> no, no mucking off. around with Michael. <laughs> no, it was Gabriel. <laughs> oh, it was Gabriel. Oh, right. He's the leader, you know, you don't mess with him.
1: No mucking around with Gabriel. No. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Cassandra. So she's the one that came through Susan, but you've painted Cassandra,
0: right? I have. Um, it's a lovely painting. And interestingly enough, I didn't paint her till about painting number 13, The first painting was Angel Aloysius, who's the pathfinder through difficult circumstances. And the difficult circumstances were, (laughs) I didn't know how to paint, you know, and so he came first. right? (laughs) So the order of how the angels arrived to be painted apparently relates to what quality I require at that time. Right. And Angel Cassandra came to be painted. um, She was painting number 13 and her quality is she helps us express our essence so that our essence shines forth and warms us and those we meet and our natural charisma embraces others. And so she came through and she wanted to be painted in a a Grecian style, lying on her side with um, a couple of birds and these flowing fountains and so on. And so I drew that and um, these lovely, uh, I said to her, you know, it's it's a strange sort of process. I say to the air, Cassandra, do you want strappy sandals or sexy sandals, you know? And then this beautiful pair of sandals, ex- exquisite sandals got drawn and I went, they're exquisite. They're Were they sexy? Metal. No, well, yes, a bit actually, and I heard in my heart, divine design.
1: Divine design. I think I've seen your Cassandra. Like, I'd, let me think. I have a very good friend who I grew up with. We were babies together. Our mothers were best friends. Her mother was an international model. She's still alive, and uh, she. I think that it was your Cassandra. That's her. If you put those, it's wow. her. It's her, and she is exactly how you described her. She is just, she works as a makeup artist in the movie industry. She's at the top of her game. She's probably one of Australia's best. And she's such an angelic presence. She she put me onto the conversation with God books. I remember she just came over for a cup of tea and she was all up in her drama. She was going through some drama and she was crying and I'm making her cups of tea and stuff. And she said, you know, the only thing that's helped me through this drama are those books. And I said, which books? She said, the Conversation with God books. And I'm like, oh, great, more books to read. (laughs) And they changed my life, those books. So, yeah, she's been such an angelic presence in my life in so many ways. And I'm pretty sure it's your painting. It's the spitting image of what this girl looks like.
0: Well, Cassandra is physically very beautiful. And Mm. in the picture, she's got quite a large bus. And I remember when when I was married, um, my husband went, do angels have big (laughs) busts?"
1: talk about this so to many people who encounter the angelic realm yes uh through ndes and other ways like howard storm you know they appear as lights he said they look like fireworks Mm. um so they don't have physical form So why are they presenting themselves to you with such detailed physical form?
0: And they're very particular about the detail. Mm -hmm. um They, their intention is they want humans to understand that they are like humans in many ways, and that they're user friendly. And so they wanted, (laughs) they wanted, they want us to relate to them. They want us (laughs) to relate to them, them exactly, and they wanted to be in a physical body. They said they didn't need wings because they don't need them to move around. Humans thought they were bird-like years, you know, many centuries ago, and that's why they gave them wings. So they wanted to have a halo to represent their divinity and a soul star above their head. You can just see that bottom of that one in the picture behind yes you. so for
1: people That's watching this on youtube we've got a couple of uh, kate's paintings behind us uh, on the green screen and uh who's behind you kate what this her- is
0: angel Frinny, spelt p-h-r-e-n-y and she helps us be she helps us be in the moment be present and she says take a deep breath let it out and be present anyway with cassandra she wanted um she wanted to have a clip in her hair,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. She's got long blonde hair like you and she had a bit of a fringe. But it's
1: wavy, right? It's not the straight like mine. It's,
0: it's sort of, yes, undulates gently.
1: Yeah, that's and, what my friends is like.
0: Yeah, and she wanted this clip in her hair and I went, Cassandra, you look like a 12-year-old. I don't want to do a <laughs> clip in your hair. And only one came in to think, what's she talking to the air for, you know? And um, so... It was clear she wanted the clip. Okay, I put the clip in, that's what the angel wants. Okay, put the clip in. And then about six months later, and I suppose she thought, look, I'd figure it out, but I thought, uh, you know, whatever. And um, six months later, this clever friend walked in, she said, oh, Cassandra said to tell you that clips and pulling hair out of eyes is about clear seeing. Oh, says me who's okay. continuing doing it. <laughs> Watch my shows. I'm continuing
1: messing with this silly hair of mine. Clear seeing. Ah, oh, that's so interesting. So she's pulled the clip out of her eye, the hair out of her eyes because she's representing clear
0: sight, clear
1: seeing. Yes, and she's very
0: discerning. So you see, it, it, it helps with discernment. Oh, and
1: clarity. It's so discerning, just so interesting that it's so interesting that every minute detail of your paintings has such meaning. It just, it's so interesting. So let's talk about the one behind you. You said that they, you know, when I first met you all those years ago, you, you would tell me about them and i fascinated me and you'd say, they never want to be painted with the wings.
0: Did you tell us what they said to you? Okay. Well, they just said, um, no wings. We don't need them. Humans have an old image of us. We, we get around without them. So we don't need wings. Mm -hmm. And then they were very simple, just the halo and the soul star. And the halo represents divinity and the soul star, we've all got one, you know, Mm -hmm. in our energy body. The soul star represents the body of knowledge we bring and our connection on high to God. And so if it's the angel of, uh, as it is with Cassandra, of expressing our essence, then that body of knowledge will be around how we express our essence, how we live that quality. If it's the angel of kindness or wisdom, for example, we, um, we express wisdom and their wisdom body of knowledge is held in the soul star above the head.
1: So, so the soul star is the body of knowledge we bring from our soul or our oversoul that we're bringing to earth.
0: Well, that's their representation. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And why, and the halo, what does the halo represent? To represent divinity. They said that okay. it, they wanted it to represent that they're part of God's um, workforce. Choir. Workforce. Part of their choir. Yeah.
1: Corporation.
0: Yes, Team. Exactly. Team. Mob. <laughs> Team. And um, so they are part of, I see it as though, as they are part of the distribution of God's qualities. Because an angel radiates one quality, whatever the quality is, you know, uh, that I've just mentioned, kindness or compassion. And an archangel multi- uh, radiates multiple qualities. So an angel is like the book in the library and an archangel is like in the, the library. library. They're very powerful. Ah, interesting.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because they're so specific. Let's just talk about the painting behind you and the specifics of it. So we're looking at a painting. I'll I'll also pop it up on the YouTube. Uh, And she's dressed. She's looking very Hawaiian. She's got flowers in her hair. She looks like she's got a sarong that's tied at the front and flowers all around her. And she's got sailing boats in the background and the sailing boats are quite specific. Do you want to tell us what's going on in this painting?
0: So one morning um, I was living just near Mossman in Sydney and I went for a walk very early. And I came around the corner and there was a frangipani tree with lots of frangipanis on the path. And about four feet away, this angel stepped, it was like she stopped being invisible and stepped into visibility. And so it was a body of light in the shape of a human form and i couldn't see what color her eyes were but her eyes were but i knew it was an angel and i knew she was saying to me she communicated to my heart knowing i want to be painted sitting in a frangipani tree with boats and water behind me and I, okay thank you and then once she knew i knew what she wanted communicated she just became invisible again It was an extraordinary experience, Um, very blessed experience. And I still can remember it second by second.
1: Mm, mm.
0: And um, so I went home, wrote some notes and then got out some tracing paper and started to do the drawing. And what was very interesting was when I'm drawing, uh, normally the other angels give me hints from a month or a couple of months before and I put all the hints in a plastic a4 pocket you know mm-hmm. to have got all the hints but with her she appeared and said this is how I want to be painted and so when I'm draw- doing the drawing I'll do a line and if it's not quite correct I'll get in my heart no just erase this little bit of it so, mm-hmm. and I didn't question the process or ask how the process was I just knew I got it somehow mm-hmm. and I Finish the drawing. And what I came to understand was that the angel shines its light into my third eye, my heart, and my hands. Mm-hmm. And the energy goes into the painting as it's happening. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a sacred embodiment of the angel's frequency. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was this group up here who were working with me. And I thought, because I could see them light shimmering, yeah. And I knew they were angelics, and I thought, um, "Well, I think they must come in and help me draw or help me paint." I thought mm. they were painters, yeah, artists. Mm-hmm. And then one day um, it was clarified that no, no, they're not art- they're not artists. They are art directors. There are 27 angel art directors, and what they discuss between them and with the angel being painted is, does that line? completely represent the quality of the angel being drawn or painted Mm. so when i get no that's not right erase it it's in the communication between myself the angel and the group of art directors i mean Mm. i think that's hysterical that i have 27 art directors 27 art
1: directors (laughs) quite a crowd comes with you kate quite a (laughs) crowd (laughs)
0: I mean, I feel deeply privileged and honoured to do this work. It's such a a devotional practice, you know.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. So why did she want the specifics of the frangipani and the boats in the background? What's the meaning of those?
0: Um, Often when we're on the water and we're becalmed or we're just sitting on a yacht, it's easy to simply be. Mm. Or if we're sitting by the water, Mm -hmm. it's easy to be there and really be there yeah. and just be, simply be. And so she wanted to communication communicate this notion that we can be, but we get so busy. And so it's to take a breath and simply be.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to say the painting's quite busy with all those flowers. but oh, yes.
0: And they all have little personalities. That's what I discovered. <laughs> each, of the, each of the frangipani has a personality.
1: Really, so they're like little. So they're like the sort of fae, the fairy kingdom. They're like yeah. little beings. Each flower is like yeah. a little being.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's important that I stay in my heart and in and in the space of love, as it comes through. So the frequency comes through appropriately.
1: Yeah, and what about this beautiful angelic being behind me? Who's she?
0: This is Angel Lif L I F. Angel and Lif. She- yes and that's uh, some language in some language it means leaf they sometimes have me sometimes angels um, this one for example has worked with the spirit of the trees helping them grow and blossom for centuries and not taken a name and what she also does is she helps us adapt to difficult circumstances So she said she wanted to be called Like a Leaf and to look it up in um, Latin and Greek and she would choose the spelling. So I looked it up in Latin and Greek and she chose Lif, L-I-F. And, um, you know, she's in the painting. She's got little blue wrens around her and she's just simply looking. And, uh, of course, around you can see the blossoms in that. Yeah. And she, yeah. Yeah. And she's got gum angel.
1: nuts in, because uh, this is just a section of the painting. She's got yes. gum nuts around, all well, around. Well,
0: that, that, um, it's more a bud for, to flower. Oh, right, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She Absolutely beautiful. I dressed appropriately for yes, her today. Yes, was colours. Wearing very well co- with the
0: background. Wearing her <laughs>
1: colours. Such a Libran. And, um, you know, years ago when we were chatting, I remember you said to me, and then you said to me, well, because I saw you recently came up to, because you're living in the Blue Mountains now. Yes,
0: isn't that funny?
1: Isn't that funny? Uh, which is about an hour and a half west of Sydney. Yeah, the, and they're not enormous mountains like Switzerland, but uh, it's definitely colder up there than, in winter than Sydney. Uh, that, you know, I remember you were talking to me one night over a cup of tea and biscuits at the Academy and you said that your painting had really changed uh do you want to tell us that
0: story that you were telling me yes because you know i was rather um, rather tentative mm. it was new for me i wanted to you know get it yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get it right and i so i was a little hesitant really and then after a while, it just began to flow and I was much more trusting and went with the flow. And then they told me that they were holding back my fear so that I could flow in the way that I naturally can.
1: I loved that. It so spoke to me. The angels are holding back your fear, like the fact that they can do that. I remember yes. thinking, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's extraordinary, I think.
1: You know, as much as they can do these things... It, do, it is our responsibility um, ultimately to – they can hold back our fear while our, we're painting, but then we have to deal with the fear for the, the, for the rest of the work,
0: you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, for the fear of all the rest of it.
1: Um, yeah. And we
0: have to call on them. They don't assist us without being asked to because we live in a free will zone. Mm-hmm. They can't just go, oh, you need to fix this or need to fix that. We'll do it. They can't mm-hmm. do that. They're not allowed under universal law. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask will you assist me with this and so for example if i wanted assistance to be wise i would call on the angel of wisdom i don't need to know the angel of wisdom's name i just need to know the quality and what my guardian angel will do is connect with the angel of wisdom bring her or his the frequency of that angel to my soul body mm-hmm. and the frequency of wisdom will float into my spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical bodies. Mm. And after a while, I'll start to be more wise.
1: Mm.
0: So that's how the system works. And I should mention that the guardians, we have four, not one. Everyone thinks we have one because there's one behind us. You've got one of yours behind you. I've got one of mine behind me. And they're behind us and up a bit. And um, the the other three sit out in our soul body, And guard the purposes we came to live out, the truths we came to live, and the projects we particularly want to do. And that's what they do. They guard what we came, our plan, really. Mm. And there are little holograms of these things, of the truths and the qualities in, in our energy body. And one of the guardians is the guardian, if we call out to God, that guardian takes the message to god brings the message back and feeds it into our heart knowing and then we know what to do or we feel better about what we've been concerned about because god has answered to our heart
1: or an aspect of god it seems that there are many different uh, aspects of the divine that are specific just like you're talking about that are specific for specific energies and frequencies and jobs Mm. So, I mean, we're all an aspect of the divine. So when we talk to Indeed. God, we're talking to, I mean, we could talk to any, we could talk to angels, higher self guides, ETs, you know, multidimensional beings. They're all God. We're all God. Or we could talk to you or me or our neighbor. We're still talking to God, but you know, there are, it just like listening to your work, you know, they have these it's so specific and that's yes. what struck me when I met you that, that the, how specific it is, how specific they are with your painting and, and with each job so you a lot of the how many angels have you
0: painted already I'm, I'm up to number 40 now that's Archangel Uriel and I'm just about to start okay. uh, with him so there are 77 beings in the angelic choir I'm to paint all of them right and I'm about halfway because you know they've added on a few so there's about 78 or 80 paintings to be done and I'm halfway, really. <laughs> so you'll be here for a while, Kate. I'll be here for a while. And I'll some, be painting up a storm. You've got
1: some work to do. Oh, yes, mind do, do. Mind you, you're not doing as much corporate work these days as you were back then, so you've got more time to sort I've of I've got more time. I'm still painting. doing
0: corporate work, but not as much. And mm. um, I've had a couple of interesting experiences in the corporate world where I was working in a big company in a multinational in Brisbane, And, um, you know, because I travel a lot with the corporate work and this uh, person who was a temporary uh, contractor came in to speak with me on the job I was doing. And she said, uh, she had an angel pin on. I said, oh, you like angels? And she said, oh, my brother died and I always wear this pin to represent him. But she looked at me and she said, you know about angels, don't you? And I said, "Uh, yes, I do. And she said, well, you know, I had the alternative. Uh, my agency gave me two type two contracts and I had to choose which one to take. And she said, the other contract paid more than this contract, but I knew I had to take this one because there was someone I had to talk to. And she said, you're that person. So we talked wow. about angels. Which so was lovely. she
1: was pretty switched on.
0: She was she? pretty switched on. And yeah. the other time I was troubleshooting in um, a jail and... Um, I was doing a series of interviews with the warders and um, uh, this woman came in, she was a warder, she sat down and she said, you know about angels, don't you? And I said, how confidential is this? (laughs) Yeah, you said we were confidential. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she said, very confidential. I said, fine. I said, yes, I do. What do you want to know? And she talked to me for a while and then she said, we have an opening day coming up soon where the families are coming to visit the inmates and we wanna make sure that the weather is fine and that there's a happy vibration for the day. Will you ask the angels to assist us? I said, certainly, so it's a fine day happy, and a happy day. She said, yes, I said, right, I'll ask. And it was, I mean, she was asking too. Uh, it was a fine day and a happy day.
1: Oh, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. You know, just back on the a way that they've assisted you on your personal journey, uh, assisted you, to assist them, to help them come through better. You had an experience recently where that happened. Do you want to talk about that?
0: I'm happy to. Um, So I, um, I went down to the local shops and the shops are in like a U shape and in the middle is a parking area, concrete parking area. And I stepped off the... Um, pavement of near the shops onto the concrete and was looking over towards my car and didn't notice the concrete bollard that the tires come up to and I tripped and I had been in a situation of falling feeling totally out of control and I put my right hand forward to break the fall and broke the right wrist and the right cheekbone and my other hand doubled up underneath me so this has been the situation and i couldn't move mm-hmm. i couldn't get up and no one was in the car park and so i started calling for help mm. and two men came and lifted me under their arms put me on a chair in front of one of the shops and then a woman miraculously arrived with a pillow and we put my hand on the pillow and then the ambulance took me to Kostumba hospital and i had a uh, pl- plaster put on and couldn't couldn't leave the house for five weeks because the vibration of, a, I couldn't even be a passenger in a car, the vibration of the car would have moved the bones. Anyway, uh, while I was here, and it's a, an important story to introduce a couple of angels to your viewers um, and listeners because I didn't, you know, five weeks alone, My friends Mm -hmm. came and visited and so on. Mm -hmm. I couldn't cook for myself. There was the potential to feel a bit down Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do that. That Mm -hmm. was not my choice. Mm -hmm. So I called on two angels. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is the angel for encouragement Mm -hmm. and her name is Angel Nthari, E-N-T-H-A-R-R-I. And she works closely with the angel for victory, Angel Mm -hmm. Victoria and her quality is she helps us feel victorious within. She helps us feel we've accomplished something. Mm. So I would call on them each morning and say, please help me be uplifted today, but please help me feel I've accomplished something today. And that happened every single day. There was not mm. one time when I felt slightly depressed or mm. down, they really assisted me. So particularly in this time of COVID, I wanted to share that with your audience. With
1: people. With mm.
0: people angel if you can't remember the names angel for encouragement and angel for victory
1: victory and encouragement have you painted those two
0: yes oh
1: beautiful okay call on the angel for yeah you can just call on the essence rather than the name the angel for victory and the angel for encouragement Mm. and
0: your um your guardian will get them will get the quality for you and wrap you in the quality Mm. so now let me see back to oh yes and so after five weeks, I was taken and we had an X-ray and the bones had moved. And um, so I had to go into hospital, have a plate and screws put in. And, mm. you know, my concern as an artist was, would I be able to paint again?
1: Exactly. And it right was hand.
0: a mm. serious concern. Anyway, um, so I kept... I, the, the interesting thing, Karen, was that, you know... I've always been a bit of a doer rather than a <laughs> little being. bit, a little bit of a doer. A bit, darling. That's putting it kindly, right? <laughs> Love my list for the day, you know. And the lady with the list. The lady with the list. And so here I had been in a situation where there was nothing to do. Yeah. And I had to learn to rest. And I literally phoned a girlfriend, Jan, who's a great girl. And uh, I said, Do you know how to rest? <laughs> I think, didn't you say, do you know what I do to rest? And she said, I it. probably do. I probably did say, oh, do you know what I have <laughs> to do to rest, you know? And she said, don't do, you know, do anything. I know, I know all about resting. I'm good at resting. I said, really? How do you do that? And she said, she told me this wonderful story, which was that she and her sister in, the, in the tw- their twenties, they're both pharmacists and their respective husbands went on a trip around the United States to the national parks and they'd get to the new place, you know, and uh, the beautiful view and so on and pull up their camper van and Jan would go and get the director's chair, sit with a glass of wine and a book and just look at the view and enjoy. And the sister would get the whisk out and clean the caravan, right? Right. Yep. The sister became known as Mrs. Whisk. And Jan became known as Slack Alice. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, the, her kid, grandkids call her Granny Alice. Slack <laughs> like Alice. Slack like Alice. Don't you love her. I need to call Slack Alice to, to teach me how to rest. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. So one would think that a woman surrounded by angels and so loved and so protected, like why would you have such a hideous accident that would damage your right hand, the paint, the very hand that paints the angels? Like why did it happen?
0: You know, sometimes gifts come in extraordinary ways. Exactly, and the long term of this has been a great blessing, but at the time i didn 't think so. I thought, well, this is a nuisance really, but okay i 'm here with this. I just have to go with it and find out what the lesson is if there is one now, we all do this, or many of us do this that 's not true, or we all do it, but many of us, as we 're growing up, childhood, teenage years, adulthood, we have difficult stuff happen mm. And we want to protect ourselves and be safe. That's reasonable. Mm. And so I was similar. And I didn't know this, that I had put all these controls in place, mentally and emotionally, so I'd be protected and safe.
1: Mm.
0: And it turns out that the angels had been concerned because it's not possible to go up to another level of light if you're clamping it down with all these controls And I I vividly remember as I had been falling the feeling of not being in control control. at all. And I could feel just my eyes doing movements as I was, you know, in that position. And what the angels um, said to me was that because those controls had literally broken and set asunder, as they would have said once upon a time, it allowed me to go up to another level of light to mm. incorporate more divine light into my being. So, you know, I experience this now as a great blessing mm. and I don't recommend that methodology for others. <laughs>
1: There's other ways to let go there of it. There's other ways,
0: it. you know. However, <laughs> what it's encouraged me to do is I now meditate more mm. to look after my invisible body, to bring more light to me and I do more walks more integration walks to integrate the light into my physical body so mm. the physical body benefits you know yeah so yes. and you've learnt to rest, darling and well. learned to rest and i've learned well you know i'm um, it's a it's, it's an a ongoing process. process it's a it's a project it's a <laughs> it's, it's a project, a it project. It it's an ongoing body. process the other day i was sitting at my desk and i thought i've got nothing to do at the moment and then i thought oh i can relax i could rest <laughs> You know, it's like this new discovery. I mean, I'm sure some of your listeners and viewers are laughing at this.
1: But, oh, absolutely. You know, um, I had a, I had a, 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 one of our tribe in the inner sanctum said that she's got like five planets in Virgo. We were laughing the other day. She's like, I get stuff done. <laughs> you know, I'm a doer. <laughs> like with all this sort of Virgo energy, the perfectionist energy. Look, I get it because I've got that Virgo energy too. Virgo moon, that yeah. perfectionist energy, and and as I've you know expanded on my spiritual journey especially when you're doing things like editing and, you know, and making things, you know, putting up videos and designing stuff, you can get a little overzealous with the perfectionism that it has to be right. It has to be right. It has to be right. And I'm constantly hearing myself say to myself, it'll be fine. Just let it go. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, like just that letting go of control. Yes, like, it'll be fine. Nobody notices, but you. you, you know, like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And you know, it's the same when people come over I like scrub the house for days and everything has to be sparkling clean. Nobody will notice, but I've got that sort of, you know, perfectionism thing. And it, they, that's a, it's a control issues,
0: you know, they, that is I, control issues. I remember saying to Angel Cassandra at one point, you know, it does concern me that I'm a bit controlling, that too was kind. <laughs> and she said, you know, People who are controlling get things done. <laughs> they do. I think that was meant to make me feel better. I hope it makes you feel better. Look, also, that
1: controlling perfectionism does make for uh, beauty. Look, I have my sister in laws like this, My another best friend, another Karen, she's like that. They're both creative people, one's a designer. And what she does is beautiful because she does attend to every detail. You know, if it's not right, she does get a little like, no, it has to be like this. But it Mm. does, it is, it does create unbelievable beauty. And like my sister-in-law, who's just, she's like your friend, um, not the Alice one. Yeah, she does not, she'll go to a holiday place and she'll unpack and everything will be put away, like stacked beautifully. And then once the unpacking's undone and there's nothing to do, she'll start cleaning. You know, like even if it's spotlessly clean, like she can't sit down for a minute. But I have to say her house is always beautiful and immaculate and everything in its its place. She's the sort of person that will wash the dishes before she'll sit down to eat the dinner. (laughs) And I've heard my brother many times screaming, just sit down for God's sake. (laughs) Uh, But so there is, you know, the controlling perfectionism. Things do, do get done and things are often beautiful and in order and I think that that's really helped with your painting. It's what I'm trying to say because I your paintings so. are beautiful, Thank and you. they're absolutely you know such perfection, such
0: detail with all of them. And watercolor is not easy, you know. No, it's the hardest medium. Mm. And with every painting, because the frequency that comes through is subtle, yet I can feel it. By the time I've got to the end of the painting, I don't want to end the painting. Mm. I'll find little things that need to be done, you know. And and I remember one angel saying to my heart, knowing enough now, my dear.
1: Yeah, enough now. Enough now. Yeah.
0: And I wondered if your viewers would like me to mention a few angels that they might find helpful. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So the first one I painted is an angel called Angel Aloysius. Now, even if you don't remember his name, His quality is pathfinding through difficult circumstances. And he um, is an extraordinary angel in that, uh, I'll give you an example. A girlfriend of mine rang up and she said, she works for an advertising agency. She said, look, I'm in Strife. I've, um, I've got this contractor and I've got a big launch of a product coming up. And the contractor's not doing what I want. Who do I call on? And I said, Angel Aloysius, the pathfinder through difficult circumstances and her name's Larissa and what she did every morning when she got in her car to go to work, she'd sit with her hands, palms turned up uh, behind the wheel and she'd call on Angel Aloysius and thank him for helping her to get the project moving that day and the contractor focused. And she called me about, uh, about six weeks later and she said that Aloysius hadn't done it for her. He had like walked beside her and during the day he would, sh- he would give her a vision of what needed to be done. And then he'd give suggestions to her heart knowing about what steps to take. And then it got to a point where he, s- he said, you have to really get the contractor to knuckle down. Mm-hmm. And so the day came when, and she was given the words, and the, she said to the contractor, now, We can do this the easy way or the hard way. It's your call. And he looked a bit surprised at a very serious tone. And she said, now, the easy way is you do what I ask you to do and the launch goes well and you'll get more work from us. The hard way is you don't do what you're being asked to do. You'll never get another job here and I'll probably get fired. Your Mm -hmm. call. And... Aloysius told her after she said, you're called to not say anything. Mm. So she stood there silently looking at him and he finally said, I'll do it and it'll be done well. And that's what happened. Mm. And she rang me to say the launch had gone really well. And about six months later, she got a promotion. So that's Aloysius. Mm. Call on him in difficult circumstances. The other one I want to mention to you is Angel Florence, F-L-O-R-E-N-S. And she's the angel for friendship and unity. So she's very good with your children or your parents, or if you're having people to dinner and there's just a mixture of types or you're having a meeting, I always call on her when I'm working in the corporate world and there's a whole team I'm working with, a leadership Mm -hmm. team because they're very political often. Mm -hmm. And she gets people to somehow connect with something like themselves in the other person they don't normally get on with.
1: Ah, and without yeah.
0: exception
1: beautiful
0: i have parents and children saying to me you know you know i'm getting on better with dad now i don't know why and the parent has called me and said what do i do and i've said call on Florence." and in the corporate world when i do projects and call on angel Florence, um people say we've never had a, a, our team work like this
1: work so congruently so we work so
0: well together we're such a good team let's make this the benchmark of how we have to work together in future and i think you knew how many of us were working on this you know and the other angel i'd like to suggest is angel nathaniel 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 his quality is integrity in action now Mm. what that means you know there are times um, you might be a saint Karen and not have this happen to you but oh yeah such a saint <laughs> um, there are times when we think oh I don't want to start this I'll put it off to Monday and we just actually don't want to get into whatever it is we spoke of oh, whatever the task
1: darling, is I think that all the time
0: <laughs> you know I've got a project that I've had on hold for a year now that I keep thinking oh. Nathaniel Okay, Nathaniel. Everything actual and what I in action what I find is this I call on Nathaniel and then I take the first step. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I'm in the groove, I'm feeling masterful,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: everything goes well. And I get whatever it is done.
1: So like and doing your taxes.
0: Well, <laughs> like, like doing your taxes. Well yes. Yeah. And I, I have a friend in Canberra who calls on angel Nathaniel, when she's doing her tax, literally. Yeah, and yeah. she calls him the tax angel, which I don't think it'd go down too well with him. But <laughs> He doesn't mind. He doesn't <laughs> mind, you know. And so I, for many years, thought, I love Nathaniel's quality. Yeah. Um, however, he finally explained that actually what he does is he, he's a connector. He connects our small self with our higher self and plugs us into our higher self and we're in the groove and we're feeling this extraordinary, lovely quality and the quality we're feeling is our own quality. Is flow, yeah. In flow, in, flow. in integrity, in action. So Beautiful. that's another one that your yes, listeners may enjoy uh, And And have, have you painted those ones that you've just yes, told us I about? Have, Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, there's a publisher... You know, sort of considering a proposal at the moment, and um, I'm allowing for traction and momentum, and uh, maybe in eighteen months' time, I'll have some news. So we'll see. About what? About Uh, about another book? A book. So have you got your first? You were asked to write a book right at the get-go. Have you finished it? Have you done it? Oh yes, that's what's with the publisher being considered at the current time.
1: So it's not actually out yet. So we can't talk about it. Okay, all right. It's taken yeah. a couple of years, a couple it's of taken, years.
0: It's taken us a few years,
1: yeah. People might wonder why it's taken me so long to put you on the show, considering I've known you for 20 years. <laughs> oh, well. But we're, yeah, we've been on the go slow. But anyway, things are ramping up now, and uh, this is so needed. This is so needed, this work. It's just, it's, you know, it's always needed. It's just more needed at the moment uh, okay. as we go through these... Mm extraordinarily transitioning times and oh, i'd
0: just like to thank you for what you do on behalf oh, of myself and the angels don't make me you make me cry <laughs> no, that's what i was asked to
1: say to you so oh darling yeah well i want to thank you too we're all you're you're all a puzzle piece in the human design aren't we we're all doing yes. our bit Lovely but fun. you know just I've, ha- I've spoken to so many people who talk about angels, and they all say the same thing. Remember to ask, remember to ask, remember to ask. And what I like about your work, what I love about your work, is that it's so specific, so many specifics. You know, you can get really specific in a particular quality that you're feeling that you're lacking, and you can ask the angels for that particular quality. It's so beautiful. Um, I'm going to be calling on Nathaniel, I tell you, (laughs) soon. (laughs) I've got a, quite a few things that I put on delay and think I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I get in trouble like that because emails come in and if I don't answer an email straight away, I'll put it in the do it later list. And sometimes do it later is like a year later. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm like, oops, forgot to answer that email. But anyway, Nathaniel, get him, get him working. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the Angelic Choir, I think you've told us about what the Angelic Choir are, 77 you said in the
0: Angelic Choir? 77 beings, 10 of whom are archangels and the rest are angels. So um, I've painted five archangels. Let me see, I've painted Michael, Ariel, Gabriel and Raphael and I'm just about to start Uriel. Mm. I can hear people saying where can they see your work are they all on your website or there's only some of them are on yeah there's about 14 or 15 pictures on the website and if they're not the whole picture they're part of the picture part of the picture and you'll get the frequency in any case from and how do people if how do they get your paintings how do they um they there's a, a request um form and they simply write to me and it gives my both my uh phone number and email address. And again, as you said before, the website is kaytraymond dot com.
1: And so they write to you, and you sell them a print. Send them. Yes, I do. Ah, okay, that's how it works. Okay, I've got a question about. We know what we're going through now. What are the angels saying about the world? Current world circumstances, and is there an army of them helping shift the frequencies for humanity at the moment? Like, have you had any sort of chats with them about the army of angels? Because you're working specifically with those 77, but have they sort of talked to you about how the angelic, the angelics are helping this world?
0: Well, the 10 archangels in this choir, the angelic choir, link to so many choirs of angels yeah, yeah, and what they are doing is working with individuals and groups around the world to help them step up to be more light-filled because that's what the earth needs at this time and that's what the community of people in the earth on the earth require and so their push at this time is to encourage us to become more light-filled and act from a loving heart And of course, they're doing their best to support each and every one of us to do Mm. that and to call on them and ask them to help because they want, there are times now where because of the challenges COVID has really revealed about things we need to deal with and address and even just being able to be alone, for example, Mm. as many Mm. people are in isolation and so on. Mm. There are many issues that people need the angelic assistance for. And to please ask because they're willing and able and there's many of them to assist. Absolutely.
1: You know, I hear so many people complaining about what's happening, like my poor old grandmother is in the nursing home and I can't go and visit her and she's all alone there or, you know, people are isolated. But rather than complaining about it, you know, employ some angels, Uh, just like you said when you were alone that you asked angels or especially when you had broken your, your painting hand and you're all alone and healing and you didn't want to feel sorry for yourself or forlorn, you called on specific angels. People can actually ask the angels to help people that are alone at this time feel like they're not alone and feel comforted. And, you know, we can
0: ask for others, right? Yes, we can. Mm. And how that works is, our guardian speaks to the guardian of the other person mm-hmm. and between them, they call on the particular angel for that person. And I should mention to you the other thing that happened, which is lovely. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't paint for most of the year. Yeah. And because
1: of the wrist. That was the next question. So you've got, you've read my thought.
0: Good on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're clearly in sync here. And uh, I, it, it came to a Friday one week and I, I said aloud, "I'm painting on Monday," and um, at the current time, I'm painting Angel Gain, the angel for positive abundance, money, and gain in many forms. And you've seen uh, where it's up to now, and it's uh, Angel Gain sitting on rocks beside a waterfall, and the waterfall means continuous flow. Yeah, and so I got his painting out, and. I gingerly started to paint because I didn't know how much flexibility the hand would go from side to side. And it was working. And normally when his frequency comes through, it's a quiet, gentle frequency. However, this day, it was like, it was much stronger. And it turned out that he had invited a group of his friends because they'd noticed what had been happening with me. So this extraordinary pipeline of love happened. It was extraordinary, Grace. Um, It went on for three hours, and it was like they were saying, welcome home, painting's your home, the team's here, we're working with you, let's work together now and complete the painting. And I have to say, Karen, uh, three hours of the intimacy of potent divine love is the peak experience of my life.
1: Absolutely. You know, David and I did a bit of a road trip and went up to see Kate in the Blue Mountains a couple of weekends ago. If any of you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that's the day that it snowed for us. So David and I, like two teenage children, we run outside and go, oh, my God, it's snowing. And that's when I posted on Facebook with me screaming and yelling because it was snowing. It was at Kate's place. And you showed us Angel Gain, and um, you haven't finished him yet I wanted to show people Angel Gain but um, we'll have to wait until he's finished and he's just extraordinary Uh, just so much detail again in the painting and all of it spoke to me it just spoke to me about gain and abundance all of it spoke to me every single detail It's, it's incredible the details in the painting and I suspect that you've had that experience of that divine love as you said the peak experience of your life up until now because you've you you know you through the accident you have let go a bit more so that you could embody it more like that up, mm.
0: you've 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 had that upgrade yes so yes. that's just so beautiful was extraordinary and I should mention also that that picture we don't have to put on the internet because it's on the website the one behind me
1: Yeah, what
0: was her name again? Frinny. Frinny. Mm. Mm. P H R E N Y. Yes, Angel Gain is uh, extraordinary and uh, he's currently asked me to. He looks beatific, his face at the moment. I've done the face since you were here. However, it's a bit young. He says, you know, no one will believe that I do what I do with that young face. (laughs) So. Yes, they're so specific, exactly. So now I have to make age him, right, and make him look older, more mature and stronger and he'd like some more shading and quite, get this, some pre-lines. Now pre-lines are hinting at real lines to come. I How guess. do you do
1: that? Oh, I okay. don't know. I
0: think I can do, I, he might get a few wrinkles, I, you know, we must Because I have to say, the
1: painting's quite big and his face on the painting is quite small. So he's Mm -hmm. like asking you to do these tiny
0: little details. It's true.
1: It's so interesting. The paintings,
0: the original paintings are 55 centimetres by 75, which is about, I don't know what the translation into inches is.
1: Mm. Mm. So how long does it take you normally to do one painting?
0: Look, it varies because there are many layers of paint Mm. to bring many layers of light. Mm. I've done one uh, angel, Lumiere, the angel for radiance, who Mm. lights our next step, yeah? It took 14 months and there are hundreds and hundreds of layers of paint on the painting. To look at it, it's quite light-filled, the painting. And of course, she's the angel of radiance and she said, well, I can't have shadows. And it's like, I can't even draw you if we can't have some shadows. You know, that's how we get shapes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's worked out okay, but that took 14 months.
1: Wow. Wow. And what's been your quickest one? A month. A month.
0: Oh, six weeks. No, six weeks, actually. And were you surprised? But that was seven seven to eight hours a day on it. Oh, okay. But were you surprised how relatively quick that one came? Yes. And that was in the first year that I was painting them. Right, And so uh, I've been reflecting on that recently thinking, well, maybe I can do it more quickly in the coming time <laughs> because I've got 40 more to do, you know. I know, I know. And it's... I had the loveliest experience, I have to tell you, uh, because it's effectively doing a portrait of each of these angels here yeah, yeah. in the context in which they request. I had come up here when I'd begun painting. I'd come up for a holiday. And someone said to me, you should go and uh, see the young, gifted clairvoyant, Vanessa, whom I can't find now. But um, I thought, no, no, I've got got plenty of angel communication. I don't need to see Vanessa. But then on the morning I was going back, I thought, hey, what the heck? Mm. And I was painting Angel Florence, right, the angel for friendship and unity. And I rang this young woman and said, you know, could I just – Drop by frustration. She said, Sure. And I uh, walked into her place, which was at the bottom of the mountains. <clears throat> and she said, Oh, you've brought a crowd. <laughs> referring to the angels who were with me. And I said, And I was getting used to it by then that people would make comments. The people, the seers, could see that there yeah, were lots of angels yeah, around. Yeah. So I sat down and she said, Why are you here? And I said, I'm not sure really. I'm painting Angel Florence. And I'm wondering how she feels about the painting. And she said, "Um, well, how do you feel? And I said, well, I think she feels, I think she really likes it. I feel she's happy. And she said, yes, that's what I'm getting. She's really happy. And then she said, I'm giving you, they're giving me this image to share with you. And there's a long line of angels standing one behind the other around a city block. And they're all saying that they're standing in line Waiting for their portraits Aww. to be painted. Isn't that encouraging?
1: Well, it's I'm encouraging,
0: like... <laughs> but it's also like, I've got some work to do. <laughs> you know, I, at I, at that moment, that, I took it as encouragement. Yeah,
1: not, not that they're in that, that realm, there is time nor space, so waiting is a very three dimensional concept, but um, as you say, it's relatable. Yeah, they're, um, they're waiting in line, waiting for their portraits. That is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So are you, is he going to do the book? Are you going to do cards of them? Or oh, yes. Where are yes. you going to put them on? I think they need to be everywhere. Well, you know, phone
0: cases, cards, fridge magnets. It's a great idea. And, of course, once the publisher says yes, and I've been given the phrase allowing for traction and momentum for the publisher to get it together, then it can happen. You might need a new
1: publisher, honey. (laughs) I don't
0: know. We'll find out soon. (laughs) How long have you been waiting for the publisher to press the go button now? Well, not long, just a month or so. So, Oh, okay. And they, you know, they take their time. It's a different time now uh, for publishers because so many bookshops in the States have closed. Um, However, the good thing is um, that, you know, the book suppliers online are experiencing an 80% rise in, um, in purchases. So yeah. you know, I heard,
1: I heard one, a channel, I can't remember which one, you know, I speak to so many people say uh, this is when I, um, this is one of the projects I've got on hold, which I have to ask Nathaniel to help me with. And that's the books that I put out and um, say that books in the future will be important. Cause if we do have a three days of darkness, which many people have talked about a, um, um micronova or something that knocks out the system, the grid. We've got, you know, and the internet's
0: down, then we've got our books. Mm. Or we've got our cards or, you know. And they're so lovely to hold, and the colours are beautiful in the cards. And the books are such companions, whether we're sitting up in bed or on the lounge or by a fire or on a bus. They're great.
1: Mm. Mm. It's lovely. Uh, it's lovely to have the art too, the art on the walls or mm. just to have be surrounded by the art without having to actually open your phone or a computer, just to have the image and the frequency, something that you can look at. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, darling one, there's so much more we could talk about. I could talk about angels all day. <laughs> and uh, as I, uh, we've told people where to go and find them
0: to look at them. And any other last messages from the angels before we say goodbye? Love yourself, we do, we love you, you love yourself. Look after yourself, we do when you ask. Beautiful, thank you so much. Thank you sweetheart, that was delightful.
1: What a simply sublime conversation with the gorgeous Kate Raymond. I hope you loved that as much as I did. Uh, We were chatting and catching up afterwards as, as well. Yes, Kate and I met each other a long time ago and we lost contact, I don't know, it's so interesting. I'm thinking about 20 years ago, like the year 2000 uh, and that, that couple of year period, I was working as an energy healer. I'm in my late thirties. I was working for the Academy of light. I met so many people during that time that I kind of lost contact with over the years. And they're all coming back into my life right now. It's so weird. It's so beautiful. All these beautiful angel angelic healers and friends and yeah, it's really strange. And I was just thinking the other day, it's, it's amazing how many people I met during that time at the beginning of the 2000s. Uh, it's amazing how many people I met during that time. I suppose running the Academy of Light, um, putting on a speaker each week and uh, doing a meditation. You do, you meet a lot of people, you know, the people that came and also the speakers. Um, yeah. So it's beautiful. Well connected. I'm well connected. <laughs> I'm not well connected in the angelic realm as well. <laughs> Kate gave me a beautiful angelic. Um, message after the show too which i recorded but that one's just for me (laughs) it was beautiful it was beautiful i love the angels don't you love the angels i always want to cry i was telling kate i never cry over sadness anymore even when i try and cry over sadness i find can't sort of muster up the tears but i will bawl howl over something that moves me and every time i'm with people like kate who really bring a crowd of angels i just want to be crying the whole time because i feel so moved um the other day a few weeks ago i was watching a movie called the green book which won an academy award about a um african-american pianist in the 50s 60s or 70s i can't remember but back away and his story of um, employing a white almost sort of gangsterish guy to to drive him around as he did his concerts in the south uh, of america and it's such a beautiful book it's such a beautiful movie and at the end of it my my next door neighbor popped around she's always baking me something and and i was in floods of tears and she said oh what's the matter what's wrong (laughs) because like in four or five years of living next door she's never really seen me upset or cry over anything and i said i just watched the most beautiful movie (laughs) and she's like oh is that all (laughs) anyway yes crying i always cry when it just it's moving when it's beautiful but i can't sort of seem to muster up tears for sadness anymore it's a beautiful thing It's what happens when you raise your vibration the tears still exist but it's 12 12 here Anyway, what am I going to say? I don't know. What else? We've got the inner sanctum. Oh, the higher Self Expo is coming up. I'm sure if you watched the last show, you would have seen that. I'm doing that this weekend with Zane. I'm going to talk about a three, uh, a fifth dimensional reality. I've got lots to say. Look, I don't really know what I'm going to say. Zane's like, he had me on his Facebook Live and he's like, what are you going to talk about during the higher Self Expo? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to show up and they're going to talk through me. Uh, but, you know, we have to have a bit of a sketchy outline so people actually show up to hear you talk. Like, what are you going to talk about? We're going to talk about what it is to live in a fifth dimensional reality. Uh, yeah, and they'll have lots to say. I don't know exactly what they're going to say. Sometimes they give me the conversations. I'll have the conversations running in my head. And then I'll say, well, don't give it to me now. Give it to me at the time where I show up that I actually need it to speak it." Uh so that'll be fun but he's got lots of great people uh, that are speaking so it'll be fun david being one of them who was on our show david norman uh, the pearl consciousness he lives in a he, he is a fifth dimensional being i tell you that dude that boy that man he very much lives the principle of what it is to be a fifth dimensional person i was just telling kate because i took david up to meet kate a few weeks ago and she was just enamored by him just delighted by his energy and i said he's always in gratitude he's constantly saying thank you to everyone for everything thank you so much darling or thank you thank you so much and in a genuine way he's always in gratitude yep he's a fifth dimensional being that one so always be in gratitude even when terrible things happen like he was driving down to see a healer a couple of weeks ago and this guy rammed up the back of his car and smashed his car which is not fun and he had to get the car towed, he had to get the train back, he didn't get the appointment. Like lots of things went wrong. He was still in gratitude. He was a you know, it was all, there was gratitude for that as well. Just always being in gratitude is a fifth dimensional energy. It's a quality of love, which is so sublime. So thank you again for tuning in, and I love you all. And thanks again for sharing the shows, and I'm I, you know spread the angels far and wide, and share Kate's message. And um, remember to check out her website and have a look at her paintings. And yeah, we need to get those paintings out there. We need to get them on things so that people can buy them. Uh, yeah, some products, some cards, some I don't know fridge magnets, places where we can share the share the love because they're beautiful. I wanted to talk more about Angel Gain. I was so struck with Angel Gain when I saw them, when I saw him. And it, you know, it's really not the the when you look at these paintings, it's really not the skill of the painter that you're looking at. It is the energy and it is the message that the paintings portray that is striking. So if you're looking at Rembrandt type painting skills, you're going to be disappointed. Her painting skills are pretty amazing, so articulate. Uh, but yeah yeah it's the it's the energy that you're looking for and the message in the painting that's really beautiful I'm not going to say too much more I'm going to go have a cup of tea thanks so much I'll um, see you soon and remember to buy the book Awakened by Death and uh, big love bye for now